Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Nesbitt Connection Podcast. This is, I believe, it's the first one of uh, the year 2023 and uh, I'm excited to be back with you. Uh, I, I'm actually going to name this podcast because I, you know, I got lots of times I could help, but I think I'm going to name this one because it's the first one that I've done with what I call my new bionic ear. And, and I want to share with you uh, the experience that I had uh, getting this cochlear implant, I call it my bionic ear. I just, I'm, I'll turn my head real fast so you can see what I'm talking about. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see it obviously in the audio version, but you won't. But it just, I want you to see just actually what they actually implanted in the side of my head. So the th this has been an amazing experience and, and, and one that I want to share with you because I think it's so valuable. And I'm the type of person that no matter what uh, you know, seems to be going on or what I'm going through, I can always learn something from it because, let's face it, to me, life was pretty simple. If I just sit back and watch and learn and I can kind of relate, you know, what goes on, you know, with my life and I can even, I think, I can always apply it back to leadership. And that's what I want to share with you today because the lessons that I have learned uh, you know, in getting this cochlear implant has just been, it's been something else. And, and, and I just, I want to share with you a couple of things I think it's quite important because I, I sometimes can be, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing to say, you know, what went on. So you got to just picture this. I'm going into the surgery, okay? And I'm in this hospital gown or whatever, you know, they don't let you wear very much. I'm telling you, they don't. I'm in there at this little gown on. There's four or five, uh, they're all ladies actually, and they're all kind of, uh, standing around and I see them going over this checklist and it wasn't much say bigger than a sheet of paper and, and and one lady would read something and then she would pass it to the other person and they were simply saying hey look at my name is so-and-so you know I'm going to be doing this today and this is these are the jobs I'm going to perform and then she'd pass it to somebody else and say hey my name is so-and-so I'm going to be doing this I'm your anesthesiologist you know whatever it is and it was really funny because you know as the just before I went to start before they went to put me under I had said to them, I said, has anybody in here ever read the book, The Checklist Manifesto? And, and the anesthesiologist who's actually standing behind me, she said, yes, I have. She said, that's where I've gotten this, or that's where we got this checklist from. And I just, that just blew me away because if you no idea how much I respect the book, The Checklist Manifesto. And, and, the, and the book actually was gave to me uh, by the owner of a company in Sudbury I did some work for. And, and since then, him and I have become great friends over the last eight or nine years. And it, it's an awesome book and it's actually wrote by a surgeon. So there's your tip of the day. You can read the book, The Checklist Manifesto. So that I just, I want to share something with you because when I went into this surgery, I was somewhat warned and, and you know, they, they I, I can't get over. This was one thing here. You cannot get over how good the staff was at the hospital here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, um, before the surgery. And, and then if you're, you know, if, if to, you know, I know there's people literally all over the world that kind of tune into this stuff. To me, the hospitals in Ontario are just, they're a mess. They're an absolute mess. But you have no idea how good the people are on the ground. And I think there's a there's something key with that. When even though the place is a mess, and you know, I, I, I'm not here to knock the leaders, but you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. So if it's a mess, look at the leader. The people did a good job, and I see that a lot. You know, when I go into places, sometimes maybe the senior leaders, maybe or maybe or, or, or you know, maybe they could learn a few skills. But the people they want to do a good job, and I see it all the time. And I think that's something to really be proud of. But before I go into the surgery, like I say, it's, 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 it's literally a five-hour surgery. It's, it's quite involved what they do. And, and as a result of what they've done, I have now have like very little hearing in this ear without this 
bionic ear. And it's, it's quite fascinating to see how it works and how, how good it is. I'm going to share with you, you know, the experience because it's, it's just been something else. But one of the things that I did notice more than anything is that the surgeon, and I'm going to talk about the surgery with, with regards to giving feedback. Because giving feedback sometimes can be a challenge. How do we give feedback? And the thing is, is I'm sitting back, because believe me, I got time to think when this is all going on too, right? After the surgery, I got to lie there for a few hours, and I'm thinking. And I think one of the most important things that I, I noticed is that you know, before the surgeon started, they actually put a sensor in my eye, uh, right? right there was, he said, you're going to have a black eye when it's done, or there's a chance you could have a black eye when you're done. And the reason being is they actually put a sensor in your eye. So in the, doing the surgery, they can tell maybe if they're uh, doing something with the muscles and, or the nerves, sorry, in my face. It, obviously, they didn't want to paralyze my face. But the thing is, is the, the reason I say this is they put a monitor on there to tell if, the, you know, if, if what they were doing was working or not, and if everything was all right. And when we're given feedback, wouldn't it be nice if we paid attention to, you know, are we hurting the person? You know, are we upsetting them? Are they getting that? You know, are they understanding what we're trying to say? And I think what's really important with this, with this whole surgeon thing I want to share with, because it's so relative, is the surgeon, he didn't attack me. He just, just went after the problem. You know, he just literally put an incision on the, you know, the side of my head, right kind of behind my ear, right inside my ear. That's all he attacked. He didn't go after my arm. He didn't go after my legs. He just kind of went after the problem. And, and lots of times, you know, when we're working with people, we want to give feedback. It's so easy to attack the person when really all we need to be concerned with is the problem. And I, I want to share with you too, he didn't use a crowbar. He didn't use a sledgehammer. You know, he's not like these shows that my wife watches on TV, these home shows where they all use a sledgehammer to work on their house. I've never seen that yet, but on, their, on TV it works. But they, they, they didn't use a crowbar. They use very precise tools and they're very gentle about it. And if we're going to give feedback, is that not kind of how it's got to be? You know, we can't go into somebody with a crowbar or, you know, if you go in there with a shotgun and you shoot everything, well, then you get nothing left. And what do you, what do you gain? So I just want to say, like, he, he went in, he, he attacked the problem. You know, he didn't attack me. He used very precise tools and he used a monitor to tell if, if he was doing any damage or not. And I think that's a perfect way to do feedback. And, and another thing that I, it, it's somewhat a bit of a bit annoying to me. I don't know if you noticed when I turn my head, but I have got a mole kind of above my ear. I've had it since I was a kid. And he said to me before the surgery, he says, you know, Mark, he said, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with this mole. He said, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be right there. And I said, well, I've had it since I was a kid. I've had it for 59 years or 58 years. I, I think I could do without it. You know, just if you don't mind, just snip it off and you're in there. I said, well, I'll see. So sure enough, I got all done. He never touched the mole. And the reason I say this is he went after one problem. He wasn't there to do cosmetic surgery. He was there to do one problem. And if we're given feedback, I think that's quite important. We're there to, we're there to discuss one problem. We're not there to rip the person apart and tell them, hey, look, this is wrong, this is wrong. We're there to discuss an issue. So like I say, this is some of the stuff that I, I, I just learned through this whole, uh, you know, the getting the bionic ear. And it's been an amazing, you, you can't imagine the story that it's been. Uh, it's been, there's been, you, you can't believe the highs. Uh, I got to actually, the, all I wanted is, is I wanted to be able to hear my family eating Christmas dinner. And I got it. You, you have no idea how interesting it was to be able to just say everybody eating Christmas dinner. Hey, look at I can hear you all. 
this is the first time in a long time I've been able to hear y'all. This is really, it was, it was something. Very emotional and very, it was something. But I just, I want to share with you, this. so there's that. But the thing is, is that, you, you know, I was warned ahead of time. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bore you with this, but I was warned ahead of time that when this device got activated, they say it could take months to learn how to hear. hear. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, that's nonsense. That can't be true. You know, there's nothing that hard. Because they literally, they disconnect your your natural hearing, and they now there's a new speaker in there, and your brain has to learn to 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 hear this new speaker. And I, I and I like I said, I'd heard I'd heard people say that it's like they're learning a new language, you know. It's like, and, and I thought, well, it can't be that bad. It really can't be that bad. So I'd go down there with my wife, and and they they kind of rush me in after two weeks after the surgery. Um, I go in and I, I want to share with you too. After one week after the surgery, I got to go back in and get and the, get the stitches removed. The gentleman that took out the stitches was absolutely amazing. I said, I can't believe how good you are at this. And he said something I never forgot. I wrote it down. And everything I have here, actually, I put on my phone because I didn't want to remember because it, it was so good. And that's why I've got notes today, which I typically don't use notes when I do a podcast. But he said to me after he took out the stitches and I said, you know, that, I didn't feel a thing. He said, I can't believe how good you are. And he turned to me and he says, uh, he said, sir, he said, if all you're going to do is one thing, you better be good at it. And I thought, whoa, isn't that something? If all we're going to do is one thing, we better be good at it. So like I say, this is just some of the stuff I've learned. So I go in after two weeks. I typically wait a month out after two weeks. You know, they rush me in and they hook me up. And I took my wife with me. And, and of course, we're still in COVID stuff here in Ottawa. And you've got to wear masks. So I'm in there with my wife. And uh, she's got a mask on. She's sitting beside me. And then the audiologist is a sweetheart. You have no idea how nice a lady she is. And she puts the device on. And all I heard was like the ocean. And I said, I think it's broken. All I hear is the ocean. And she said, oh, that's it. And I said, you got to be kidding me. My wife, said, my wife said, you looked at my face. You could tell I was upset. And I said, well, I hear the ocean. And I could read her lips. And she's, she's actually, she's a professional, right? So she's actually typing out on the screen in big letters. She said, you've got to learn to hear the words in that ocean. And I thought, oh boy, this isn't, this going to be something. I guess this is what people were talking about. So I started to write, I started to listen for the words and I, and I could sort of make them out. I could sort of make them out. And, and, and what after, I tell you, it was, and I know it was, it was five minutes, five minutes in, she took a piece of paper with some colors on it. And she said, um, she said, I want you to, she read off them and she said, I want you to, to, to hear me. And I says, yeah. So she said red and I was supposed to repeat red and you know how this goes. And, and then she did it again and she covered her lips so I couldn't read her lips. And then she said, repeat the word red, repeat the word blue. And I did it. This was six minutes after she hooked me up. She couldn't believe it. And I said, you know, I said, I can actually, you know, in, in hearing you talk, I can actually make out you've got a French accent. She said, oh my God, this is, I've never seen this before. So she turns to my wife and she said, do you want to say something to him? So Lisa says to me, she says, uh, can you hear me? And I says, God, I, I actually can hear you. I heard her say it. Now she sounded like a chipmunk. I've got to be honest. She sounded like a chipmunk or, you know, when somebody, you know, breathes in helium, that's what she sounded like. But I could hear her with a mask on beside me. And, that, and I couldn't do that before. I just, I hate masks of passion because I can't hear when people wear them or I couldn't hear so, of course, my wife busts into tears and this audiologist breaks into tears and I get all emotional. What an experience. Six minutes in. And she said, this is like unheard of. I never heard this before. And I said, well, you know, I, you know, as soon as she told me I had to learn to hear, 
you know, the right away I knew it was up to me. It was my attitude. And, and the reason I share this, I had a training session booked the next day. And when I had shared that with her, boy, she thought that was a pretty aggressive move. But I did it. I did a training session the next day. And it actually, it, it went very well. But then, of course, the people were so good. You, you, I, I can't emphasize enough. For the last number of years, I've been training with groups. And, and they know I'm hard of hearing. Everybody has been nice. There has not been one person in the group that hasn't been patient. And, and I just I want to thank the people that I've you know, had the privilege to work with because that's been the case. So, of course, we leave the hospital and I'm just amazed at what I can hear. We're driving on the road. My wife snaps her fingers. I said, what's that noise? And she says, snap my fingers. You can hear that? And I said, yeah. You know, we, we, we get home, you know, maybe half an hour later. And, and she opens the car door and, and I heard a chime. I says, is there a chime when the doors open in this car? And she said, yes. I drove the car for five years, did not know that there was a chime when the car door was open. So like, cause I'm just blown away with how I can hear. And that being case, the, the case, I go back actually. And um, it, it literally, in, in two weeks later, I went back, I had back, I think four times in two weeks to get it adjusted, okay? And the, the, the part that's interesting with this is after the fourth one, which is two weeks in, they put me in the sound booth with just the hearing aid, or just with the device on, and they gave me a hearing test. And as far as I'm concerned, these hearing tests, they do it to stump you up because they know that you can't hear, right? And they say, repeat the word fox, repeat the word socks, and all this. Cause a lot of words sound alike, and they're trying to trick you. And before I had the surgery with no hearing aids, with no hearing aids, I got 12% of the words right, Okay. Two weeks in with this device, I got 68% of the words right. It, it was just amazing. And, 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 the, the, and the funny thing is we get out of this and, and she's telling me, I've never seen this before. She said, people usually go six months before they can hear this good. And I thought, well, you know, I'm pretty proud of this. I guess I'm not smart enough to know I wasn't supposed to hear. You know, I just I kind of clued in pretty quick and she just kind of laughed. But, you know, we, we had a good talk with that. But she said, you're doing really good for two weeks or sorry, for a month. And I said, it's not a month, it's been two weeks. She said, no, it's not, it's been a month. And I said, no, really, it's, it's only been two weeks since I had this. And then, of course, she looked at the piece of paper and she said, you're just ridiculous. She said, I can't believe it, how good you're taking off. So I just, I want to share with you just the, the experience it's been. It, it's been absolutely amazing, you know, to be able to hear my kids. I, I phone my kids now on the phone. I can hear them on the phone, you know, on Bluetooth, which before was somewhat hard to do. And the, and the thing I want to share that's most important about this whole thing about this bionic hearing is that the fact that this entire story could have been prevented had I worn hearing protection. Okay, you, you can't work around crushers and sit on the Michigan loaders with those Detroit diesel engines screaming you know, with no hearing protection and not expect to lose your hearing. So the whole story could have been prevented had I worn hearing protection. And that's all I had to do. And, and the thing is, you've got to ask yourself, you know, what are we doing to ourselves that, that can be prevented? You know, what are we doing to ourselves that can be prevented? I, I got to listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts over the holidays because I literally listened. I bet you I was listening. Well, the battery lasts 16 hours, and there were some days the batteries were going dead. So I was literally listening, I would say, good 10, 12 hours a day to podcasts and books. I, I got to learn a lot. And one of the things, and, and, and I wish I could say I remember, I wish I could say I remember where I heard it, but they said that seven out of ten people, if they know they're doing something that's hurting their health, 
and literally is killing them, seven out of ten won't stop. They'll die before they stop. And boy, that's pretty interesting. And I was the same way with the hearing protection. I wouldn't wear it. You know, hearing protection, that was for sissies. You know, real men didn't do that. Well, I'm here to tell you today, I wish that I would have been a sissy years ago because maybe I would have had my hearing today. So that's it. I just I wanted to share this with you because to me, it's such an amazing story, uh, you know, as, as to how technology has advanced. Like this is, I, I'm not a big tech guy. I, I, I really not. I think it's, uh, I, I certainly don't like high tech companies and how they influence people. That That's another story for another day. You know, and I, and I sometimes I think it's, Spoiled us, maybe so we're not critical thinkers anymore. But the technology that is in this bionic ear is just amazing. I go over to see my mom. She's 81. She doesn't live too far away from me. And of course, like like she says, like 80 years ago, this was never talked about. You know, this is so it's amazing to see just you know how much things have advanced. And uh, for what it's worth, I'm on the list to get the second one done. And I got to wait a year again. But I'm going to have two bionic ears, and I, and I really cannot wait because it, uh, it's opened up a whole new world for me uh, to be able to hear things. And I've, I've did a lot of training, you know, since the first of the year uh, with groups. I think the biggest groups maybe have been, say, 10. And uh, to, to be able to go into a group and hear the group without having to have a little microphone connected to my hearing aid so I can hear them, it's just been amazing. I'm almost like a normal person again. So thank you very much. Uh, enjoy, your, uh, enjoy yourself. And thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate it. And whatever you do, look after yourself and don't end up like me and having to get a bionic ear. Mm-hmm.